now proud partner of the Clydesdale Media. This is the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. Hey guys, before we start this episode, I'm going to talk about Type 1 So Type 1 Lifting is a line that proceeds of the shirts and tanks and everything else goes to the Children's Diabetes Foundation. So um, this all came about with me and seeing a five-year-old girl in the emergency department uh, that had new onset of diabetes. So uh, just take a look at the website. It's www.type1lifting.com. So just check it out. If you don't buy anything, that's perfectly fine. Uh, I would just like for you just to take a look and just see what we have. So like I said before, www.type1lifting.com. And guys, I hope you enjoy the show. Hey guys, we have a new sponsor for the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. The company's called Liberté Lifestyle. So Liberté is a French word meaning freedom, and the company was founded on the desire to have freedom to choose what we want to do with our lives. I actually had the owner, um, Nicole, on my podcast on episode 28, so if you want to go back and listen to her, um, she talks about how she started the company and what she wants to do in the future with the company, which is pretty cool. So uh, they actually have knee sleeves, wrist wraps, shirts, shorts. Uh, love the knee sleeves. I have the ice cream knee sleeves, and I love them so much. They haven't, the neoprene's still good. Uh, the seams haven't split compared to other uh, knee sleeves that I have had in the past, uh, and I'm planning to keep these for a very, very long time. So uh, Nicole actually gave me a promo code for you guys too. So it's all capital letters, T-Y-P-E, and the number one. So it's type one. So go to LibertéLifestyle.com, uh, check out what they have in the store, use the promo code TYPE1, and save some coin. Now let's go to the episode. All right, guys, welcome to a new episode of the Type 1 Lifting Podcast. I have a very exciting guest. She is a CrossFit athlete and actually going to the Granite Games in a couple of weeks. Uh, Vicki Caruso, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you guys doing? Not bad. Um, I do want to give the listeners a heads up. I just had no surgery done on Thursday. And so this is like four days out or like actually no, Yeah. Four days out. So if I'm wiping my nose on the YouTube land, that's, that's me trying to like have my nose heal. So, uh, bear, bear with us please. But, um, thank, thank you for coming on by the way. Um, I know you're kind of a, a, a newbie. You said yourself to the podcast mm-hmm. space. So what do you think about podcasting? Um, what do I, I mean, I guess they're fun, you know, talking to new people, meeting new people. Um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I guess this, okay. is only, this is only my second one. So I guess I don't have such a strong opinion about them yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah, yeah. So, so you, do you get like, did you get nervous on the first one? And like, how did you kind of like be even keel? On yes, these? I get, I get very nervous doing any type of interviews. <laughs> um, even back when I ran track in like high school and college, I just, I'm just, I get scared, really nervous that I'm not good. <laughs> okay. Uh, all good. All good. Um, so I know you're originally from Jersey and mm. uh, you're currently there right now. So what, so I'm a, I'm a new Englander. So I'm originally from Massachusetts and moved down to Atlanta. So what, what made you stay in Jersey? Oh, just my family is here. Um, I was born and raised here. I went to Delaware for college and then I came back um, yeah, my parents live about a half an hour away. Majority of my family is within an hour drive. So, um, then I got, like I said, I started working in a gym after I graduated and whatnot that was in Jersey. So I just, everything is here. Okay. Okay. And you said you, you ran track, uh, you were a D one, tr- uh, sprinter at Delaware. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. were you, were you pretty much like, when did you start picking up doing track and fields? Like, was it like relatively early or 
Are you playing like all types of sports yeah, so, the whole time? Um, when I was younger, like real young, I played basketball, softball a little bit. Um, but once I got into like, I guess it'd be like seventh or eighth grade. I don't really know how old you are there. Um, I did track and found out that I was pretty good at it. And once I got into high school, I solely focused. I did cross country in the uh, fall and then winter and spring track. So. Okay. And what made you kind of stick to like the sprinting stuff? Cause then I, is that like kind of like your favorite, you know, length, like a hundred, 200. Um, the 200 was my favorite and I was honestly, I was just good at it. (laughs) So, um, I tried out jumping in a couple of the field events and I'm like not super coordinated. So it just didn't go that well Um, and anything longer than a 400. I'm just, even when I was running cross country, I would like kind of dog the whole race and then just like sprint the last 400 and it passed like 10 people and my coach is like you know if you like ran faster the rest of the race like you'd be able to do better (laughs) and I'm just like I just like that like sprint at the end so that's kind of what pulled me towards sprinting and then I was good at it and that's what I stuck with okay okay so little story about sprinting at the end so um my wife and I we did a um the lululemon seaweeds like half marathon run in Vancouver Mm-hmm. And so there was a dude called Dr. Dribble. So I guess he like dribbles two basketballs while he's running um, the half marathons and marathons or whatever. He did the New York City Marathon. So there was a turnaround at the uh, in Vancouver um, it, when I did the race and I saw him dribbling the basketballs. And I'm like, I told my wife, I'm like, we are not losing to this gentleman right here. The- <laughs> There's, there's no way. And so we're like a mile left in the race and like, we're kind of like jogging it. And all I hear is do, 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 do. And it's the dude, the basketball dude. And I'm like, and you're like I gotta go. I'm like, there's no way I'm like, we can't lose. So I literally grabbed my wife in hand and we started running even quicker. And then we got to the straightaway. I literally yanked her and just like sprinted to, to the finish line. And like, he was like two seconds away from beating us. And so it's funny, like in the videos that um, from the seaweeds thing, you can see my wife, like right before they take a picture of uh, Dr. Dribble or Mr. Whatever his name, Mr. Dribble. And my wife looks exhausted. She's like, what the hell did you just put me through? So like, I, I, I know how the sprinting goes, like, cause I always like sprinting towards the end and try to beat a couple people. Yeah. When everybody else is like really struggling. Yeah. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's the best part. You're like, just want to slap them like, in the back. Like, all right, see you later. <laughs> Well, cause you're almost done at that point. Like anything less than a minute, you're like, okay, I'm almost done. I can push a little bit harder. <laughs> yeah. 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 So you, did you, did you do track all four years at Delaware? Mm-hmm. So how, how far did you guys make it? Cause I, I know Delaware is a kind of like a smaller school, smaller D one school. So like, are, is it like division one double a or what, what, what is it? So track was just, is just in, we were just division one. We were in the CIA conference, the colonial athletic conference. We were with like George Mason, um, uh, a couple other schools, uh, Maryland, a couple of schools, like the Maryland, Delaware, like North Carolina, Virginia area. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, we've won, we won conferences as a team, but tracks individual. So, um, like the furthest I've made it was, would be regionals and a couple of the other athletes were regionals. None of us have made it, would made it past that internationals. Okay. Okay. So, um, after you finished college, um, in track, did you kind of feel like a little, empty it's like a little empty after playing sports for so long because that that's how i felt because i played yeah I, I played two different sports in college and like after college i was like what am i gonna do i actually i stopped working out completely um because i guess yeah everything 
was around like I, the only reason I even went to college was to run track I really didn't have like a desire to go to college um but I ran track so it brought me to college um so then after it I was like what do I do now and then I just like completely stopped exercising because I was just like so burnt out from the past however many years um yeah and then well, I got a job and yeah yeah. Became an adult. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So um, I know, I know, especially with uh, being D in D one, it's like very, very structured, and obviously, like mm -hmm. don't you don't have that after. So it's not like no one's forcing you to go to the gym or no one's forcing you to do anything. Yeah. So, so yeah. So when, so when I didn't do anything. Yeah. I mean that that, that happened to me too. <laughs> uh, but but when when did when did CrossFit come around for you? So I graduated in May of twenty thirteen. Like I said, I didn't do anything, got, you know, eating bad, partying, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then um, that April, so April of 2014, um, my friend Joe, who I was on the track team with actually at Delaware, opened a gym like 10 minutes from my parents' house. And he was like, you know, you should come try it. And I, I was very against CrossFit. I was like, so dumb. Like, who would want to work out like that? Blah, blah, blah. He's like, just come, like, bring a couple of your friends. It'll make, like, the gym look full you know, cause I'm just starting out. So I was like, okay, whatever. So I started it and I loved it. Um, obviously. And then about <laughs> December of that year, I got my L1. I started coaching and then it kind of went from there. Okay. Very, very cool. Um, I, I did forget to mention, yeah. um, prior for like your D1 stuff, what was your, some of your favorite moments as a D1 sprinter in college? Some of my favorite moments, probably, Freshman year, I won rookie of the year for my conference. And then senior year, I won a, a most valuable runner. So those are probably two of my best, like kind of coming full circle as, you know, rookie of the year. And then also getting MVP and the most valuable runner at the end of the, at the end of the conference. Okay. Very cool. That, that's awesome. Well, congratulations. Yeah. So, um, Thanks. so do you, do you remember your first CrossFit workout? No, not my very first CrossFit workout. No, I mean, it was probably just a regular workout. We don't really do like um, the girl workouts and hero workouts and all that stuff. So it was probably just like, a, I don't know, something simple. Yeah. And obviously, obviously, they kind of lit a fire underneath you as being like, hey, you know, I want to keep on doing this. And you see, so you got your L1. Yeah. So did well, I like the structure again. Like I, I was never a person who was just going to go to the gym and work out, out by myself, like go to like, you know, a regular gym. Um, I needed like a class setting. I needed a coach. I needed a strict program that I was following to be able to get into the gym. Otherwise I wasn't like, I'm just not going to go like figure out my own stuff to do or ride the elliptical or whatever. Like that just wasn't me. Yeah, and it, and it's really, and I like lifting. I mean, lifting is the best part of CrossFit. So yeah, I I I completely agree. So I <laughs> I you know I especially for like I completely understand the way that is because like I would go into a gym and do like the typical bro splits because I'm like oh I read a men's health magazine all right I I know what I'm doing it's like I just follow this program yeah. and come to realize that person in the magazine doesn't even use that program. No. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and I and I definitely did like the structure of CrossFit, which I, which I still do now. But um, yeah, but like. With the L1, so what was your whole, you know, going to the class for the weekend and like what was your whole expectations with getting your L1? I really just wanted one, I want I wanted to coach, um, because you know, he the uh, Joe needed coaches and then I wanted to learn more. Like I didn't really 
you know, when you're lifting in college, um, especially like track and field, we're not exactly like a high priority sport. Um, so we didn't have always the best coaching in as far as like um, Olympic lifting and like weightlifting, same thing in high school. Like um, they did a great job, don't get me wrong. And like, I knew the basics, but I wanted to know a little bit more, get a little bit more technical with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like, that and then I obviously wanted to coach were the two main reasons I got my I went for my L1 and I loved it I mean it was um the seminar staff is so they're so nice they're so helpful like um it was a great experience okay very cool now what would you tell somebody that's like very you know timid or like very nervous of going to like an L1 like what 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 are you typically what should they typically expect or like the whole like weekend um just that like there's nothing to be scared about like everybody I found that most of the people that I was in my L1 with were pretty new to CrossFit um and a lot of them did like the same thing they maybe didn't want to coach they kind of just wanted to learn more um so there's nothing to be scared of and um just ask a lot of questions like if you're any like if there's anything you're unsure about or anything like that just just make sure you ask all your questions there and like the set the staff will be super helpful Okay. Very cool. Very cool. And, um, you said you wanted to coach. So what, what made you wanted to get to start doing coaching people? Um, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Cause like I never, I was always the athlete. I never really thought about the coaching side of it. Like I was a history and political science major in college. So like nothing, you know, exercise science or athletic tra- or anything like that, that would like bring me down a coaching path. Um, but as I like did CrossFit and I liked it a lot more and I like met all the people and like, I just found myself kind of naturally helping people because Mm -hmm. I had a little bit more background in some of the things and some of the movements and whatever. And then, um, so that kind of led me into like, Oh, maybe I could actually coach a class and then kind of go from there. Okay. So what's obviously like every coach has a different way of like, you know, teaching people. So what's your way of coaching? Uh, what do you mean? <laughs> so like, obviously like, like someone's very like, you know, hands-on or like, they're very good at like communicating. Like I'm, I'm a big person of like showing people how to do it instead of like talking them through it because I, I just, the way That's I talk. That's how I am. Okay. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same way. Cause I'm like, I feel like sometimes when I try and explain something, it's not coming across the way it is like to me. And and everybody responds to that differently, like, um, especially cues and stuff. So like, yeah, I could say, tell you something and then you're looking at me like I have like six heads. So it's just <laughs> easier to kind of show you exactly what I'm doing versus like somebody else. I could say the same thing and they're like, okay, yeah, I got that. Okay. So I like showing people. Yeah. So what are your favorite cues that you like to teach people? cues oh, I don't know um I mean I love teaching people lifting because I like the more technical side of like um Olympic Olympic lifting power lifting versus like showing somebody an air squat not that like that's not technical but um mm-hmm. like I love teaching I love teaching people how to snatch or how to clean it's just also cool because it's like seeing somebody who has never lifted a like especially women or like an older woman who's never lifted a barbell before and then she's like she does a full squat snatch it's pretty cool yeah. And especially when they stay at the bottom and like, they, you know, they caught it yeah. and they're like, Oh, and stand it up. Yeah. I, I love, I love And they like that. never thought they'd be able to like get into that position. Yeah. Yeah. E- even, 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 uh, squats, um, uh, squat cleans too. I love seeing people like just 
hit it and like get it and then like just they just they're down below and they're like okay i'm gonna raise i'm gonna rise up yeah. I, like i i got this and even even jerking too yeah. it's like when they when they sorry finally, you froze for a second there oh all good and so um obviously with in the, in the jerk <laughs> in, in the jerk too obviously like when they like you know finally get underneath it and pop and like they they mm -hmm. have it it's just like it's so cool to see it in their facial expressions it's not like it's that moment where like they realize like oh wow i just did that or i just did that correctly too yeah and i and I, I love the people that do bar muscle ups or something like that and they get it their first time and just like how excited they are that their, their facial expressions mm -hmm. are so um yeah so when um i know when did you realize you were starting getting pretty good at doing crossfit um I guess so 2018 was um the last year they had regionals like traditional regionals mm -hmm. um so 2017 we tried to go team to when it was still team of six and we actually missed regionals by like three points or something it was and then we came back 2018 it was team of four um and we qualified for regionals that kind of started to, to and i was i was close that year qualifying individual actually i was only about i think like 15 spots out or something um and i was only doing crossfit for about four years at that point so um that kind of showed me that i was starting to get pretty good and then i did uh granite games when it was still like just a qualifier competition um individual and um i just yeah, i guess i just saw the progressions and then then i ended up going team and you know here we are now but yeah so what what made you want to go team instead of just like trying individual like right out of the bat um it's fun it's really fun um especially because like our team uh joe owns the gym, Brian and Tanya, Brian's another coach, Tanya's his fiance. Um, we're all best friends. So like, um, like I started working for Joe first and Brian came in and then like we all became like, um, Tanya was a bridesmaid in my wedding. I'm in her wedding. Like, so we're like, we're all such good friends. So like competing with each other is just so much fun. Cause it's like, you know, it's just, you're, you know, you're working out, you're hanging out. Um, and team is also like, I feel like you can always push yourself a little bit harder when you're on a team. Okay. Because like, you know, if you're watching like your best friend suffer, it's like, okay, well, I'm not going to quit. Like I have, I have to do my part, whatever to make up for it. So, um, yeah, that's what kind of brought us to the team side of things. Okay. And okay. it's honestly, it's not as like grueling of training. Um, because you are, you do complement each other. Like I don't have to be amazing at everything. I can be really amazing at certain things and then just kind of like middle of the pack on other things because they're going to be amazing at those things. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, um, and I, I, I love how you, I, I like how people start as a team first, then go individual because they kind of get a taste of, especially when you went to the, when you were at the games, like you get the taste of that, like, you know, even like, um, you know, what is it actually going to be like? And you're like, okay, I'm ready to kind of yeah. take it to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. So ours was like, we went to West Coast Classic last year, the semifinal, and um, we ended up having to withdraw because one of my teammates got sick. But that kind of was like my, all right, I think it's time for me to go individual moment because like, I feel like I'm ready as an athlete and I'm, I don't want to like rely on, cause I was like so devastated. Cause like we were doing so well and like we had such potential and I was like, I don't want to rely on other people anymore. Like mm -hmm. this needs to be about me.
Okay. And, and how did, how did the training ramp up for you go from going from team to individual? Are you do, is it like a lot more oh, it's hours? It's totally different. Yeah. It's totally different. It's way more hours. It's because you have to train, not that you were not training everything before, but like you really do have to train everything you know, hit everything every, not every day, but like, yeah. you know, every week or whatever. Um, so it definitely just increased just time basically and volume, time and volume. Yeah. Um, so typically like how long do you stay in a gym for your training or do you take like, you know, do a couple hours in the morning, take a break and then like do a couple hours in the afternoon. So that's, that's how I do it. So I actually coach um, the five thirty and the 7am every morning. So I wake up at four thirty go to the gym, coach, done at eight, come home, I'll like eat breakfast, kind of relax a little bit. And then I go back at like 11, 12 ish for my first session. Then I'll, that'll be like two hours ish or whatever. Then I'll take a break for an hour or so and then do my second session okay, and then come you, home like six ish or whatever, seven ish. Do you, so do you, do you train, train, do you coach people in the afternoon at all? Not in the afternoon. I just do the early mornings right now. Okay. How do you like, like I've, I've, I've changed how do I like the early mornings? Yeah. I mean, I like the classes because I like the um, our members who take those classes because they are a little bit more experienced, a little bit more dedicated. We don't, not a lot of newbies, I guess, come to the 530. Not that I don't love tra like coaching newer people, but, you know, it's, it's a little bit more fun coaching higher level athletes, people who also like understand a little bit more. You're, you're doing more with them. So like, that's one of the reasons I like, and then I like being done coaching at eight o'clock in the morning yeah most people are not even starting their day yet and i've already worked for four hours <laughs> yep yeah no that, that, that's me i i i use i'm an early morning guy so i'll get up at like 4 20 or four o'clock just to go to the gym at five and then try and yeah. then work out and then by the time i get home i'll wake up like i'll get my son breakfast get him ready for school and then kind of go to work and start at 8 30 and then get home at like 5 30 yeah. so it's it's hard but i mean got to do i would love to coach full time it's just yeah it's just pretty pay much, the bills. yeah pretty pretty <laughs> much that that and um that in uh medical bills so i need to have insurance yeah. that's the main thing so because diabetes is not cheap so <laughs> um, it is crazy to see from 10 years ago what it was for a vial of insulin to now when how much it costs for a vial of insulin it's just really yeah it's so from I'll, I'll give it a little example so i think it was like 2010 a vial of insulin was like 30 dollars. now it's up to like close to like 400 now Oh my god! Yeah, yep. And then like the, my old job when I was working at the hospital, I would, I'd pay, I'd be probably be paying, let's see, a hundred twenty dollars for a one month supply or two month supply of insulin for, and that's just one of them I have to take. I have to take another one. The other one's like three hundred dollars. And this, and this, yeah. Is, so not having health insurance is not an option for you. <laughs> no, no, no. And especially, I, I have two little ones too, and my wife. And so, like, I got to keep them insured, uh, insured too. But yeah, yeah, it's 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 hard. It's like I I've, I've seen people cry hysterically because they have to pay a thousand dollars for their in their kids' insulin. They can't afford it. That's horrible. Yeah. So that I'm, that's another rant I can get on for <laughs> another time, but we won't do that. So. um so I was re I was looking at your Instagram account, and so I'm I don't know if I'm quoting this right, but you're considered the head bitch in charge of the Sparta Station <laughs> Athletics. Yeah. So, so how did first of all how did you get that title, and um, when did you start working at Sparta Station Athletics? Um, 
I titled that myself, obviously. Okay. <laughs> um, so I'm the general manager. So that's why we, I made that title, made that joke or whatever. Cause I basically just run everything. Like I, I coach still, um, but you know, I do all the billing, I do all the memberships, like all that. So I just do social media, like everything that goes into running day-to-day operations for the gym. Um, so I started coaching there like, yeah, 2014, 2015 as just a part-time coach. I was still doing like a regular job. Um, and then I probably went full time, maybe like two years ish later, 2017 ish, 2018. I went as a full time coach. We had two locations. So I was like bouncing back and forth between both of them. Okay. Um, and then I've been in the general manager role probably right before, probably like six months ish before COVID. So like 2019. So about what, two or three years now. Yeah. And I know, um, I know since you're in Jersey, they had all those lockdowns in the gyms. So how did you? How did you guys like maintain keeping the clients and, you know, having them still train? Like what, what were you doing throughout that whole process during COVID? So we're really lucky because one, we have, we're a smaller gym in like a smaller town. So we have a really strong like base membership of people who've been with us since we started eight years ago. Um, so like they're not going anywhere because we're, you know, we're a family. Um, so we started with online the zoom classes, like most people did. And, um, we let people rent equipment. Uh, well, we let them actually, we didn't even rent it. We kept their membership active and then they were able to take the equipment home with them. Okay. Um, and then we ran zoom classes. And then once we were able to do like outdoor classes, we have, there's a park down the street. So we were there. And then we actually, the way our gym is, we have, like our own private parking lot Mm -hmm. and we're kind of like tucked in the back. So like, you're not driving up there unless you're going to the gym where there's like a shooting range, I think like way back in the woods, like for the police, but that's the only reason you go back there. So like we would just block off the parking lot, move all the equipment basically like right to the garage door so that nobody had to go inside. And then we would just do our classes. That was like probably July, whenever we were allowed to do outdoor workouts. Um, We just did all of, almost a whole uh, schedule of classes outside in the parking lot. Okay. How, how weird was it training all by yourself in the gym or in the, in your house? Um, you know, um, <laughs> like- well, we, we still trained in our gym because we just went at different times. So like okay. if I was there by myself and the other people would go on there, the other coaches would go on like their own time. Everybody kind of had a schedule, like, you know, I'm going to be here from here to here and then you're going to come in or whatever the case is. Um, it sucked. I don't like training by myself. Even now, like once I went individual, um, I'm doing a lot of training by myself. I don't like it at all. <laughs> it's probably the biggest thing that I miss about team training. Yeah. So do you, do you go to like other people's like gyms or boxes just to train with other people just to kind of get like, kind of like challenge each other pretty much? Yeah. So I go to our other gym, CrossFit Roseland, um, and train with Mark Kwan. Um, but that's pretty much it. Um, I'm, you know, I'm comfortable in my own gym. I have all my stuff there. I don't really like traveling all over the place and going to new places. Yeah. But isn't that, isn't that kind of good? Just kind of not getting used to like, you know, a new environment and kind of lifting different. Uh, yeah. A hundred percent. I'm just lazy sometimes, you know, rather than just <laughs> stay, in my, stay in my own gym. But I've talked to like other friends about trying to make, and it's also hard to match up people's schedules too. Because yeah. I train generally in the middle of the day. So I'm pretty much from like 11 to like four-ish or five or whatever. So I would love to have a training schedule. 
<laughs> I would love to have that'd be, that'd it be is amazing. nice. Yes, it is. Um, so what, what's some good, good advice for, you know, being a GM for a gym? Like what, what have been like some of the good things in, you know, that you've been doing as a GM? Some of the good things, um, the stuff that you really like to do. Well, it's nice. Yeah. So I like, like the membership side of things, um, you know, selling memberships, meeting, meeting new people, bringing new people in, um, especially with like our sport. Um, we're not a CrossFit gym, so, um, we do, we're kind of like, it's more like functional fitness. Um, so people come in, they like think it's CrossFit and then we have to like, but, but, and that automatically scares them. And then we kind of go over everything. They're still like a little bit hesitant. So I like bringing them in and then they get to see, and then they're like, like you said, they'll surprise themselves because they'll do a snatch or they'll do a clean and jerk or something. They didn't think that they, so I like that, that aspect of it. Um, yeah, that's probably my favorite part. I'm coaching still. I still love coaching. Yeah. Um, it's all the other. That's all the other Go stuff ahead. that's annoying, like cleaning the toilets and all that yeah. good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And dealing with the issues and the drama and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Cause like I, I saw a video of uh, Ryan Fisher. He was videoing him like cleaning the bathrooms. He's like, listen, I'm a gym owner <laughs> and I'm cleaning the bathrooms. And like, there was one of the urinals that was like not working. And so he said like, do not use. And like, there was like, it was just covered like in piss because like people just still uh, use the bathroom. Still used and, it. Yeah. and he's like, you mother effers, I told you this day's the clock, yeah. like not working. And you guys uh, still piss in it. So yeah, they I, don't, people just don't care. <laughs> yeah. Do, do, so do you think that people are more cautious of like protecting like the gear at a like a crossfit gym or a functional fitness area compared to like a global gym or like what and what's the reason why you think that um yeah i i mean like i said i haven't been to like a global gym in a while so i'm not really sure about that but i think in our gym any type of like functional fitness crossfit gym whatever it is um you're you, you don't have a lot of it so it's not like you have like an abundance of plates and barbells and kettlebells or whatever it is. So like you kind of want to keep everything nice because, you know, if you break it or whatever, you might not get another one of it. Like we're mm -hmm. not, we can't, you know, supposedly a smaller gym. Like I don't have all, we don't have all this like extra money where we can just like buy new rowers or buy new, whatever we need. Like, so I think people take care of it a little bit more because they know that like, and it's a little bit more personal too. Yeah. Cause yeah. like they know, you know, they know the, the owner, they know the coaches, like we're all versus like you go to like a, you know, the Globo gym or something. You don't half the time you don't have to see anybody there. So you don't really give a shit about something that you're like, Oh, they have millions of dollars. They're a big corporation. They can just buy whatever they need to. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and like, they still don't fix the machines either. So it takes forever. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I, so I, so a little backstory. So I, I do all my, all my lifting videos and stuff like that's, that's done at a Globo gym. But they have like bumper plates and like a barbell and all that stuff. But they have they have rowers and everything except for like uh, mm -hmm. assault bikes. But the rowers, there's one rower that I do not go on because literally you pull on it and it like it doesn't catch the the um the chain doesn't catch on the wheel and it just starts like skipping. And so and it's like you try to pull you you have the thing all the way up at ten and you're like yanking on it just nothing to happens. get more cal nothing <laughs> nothing. It's like five strokes nothing. for one calorie. You're just like. What am I doing? Like what what what's, yeah. what am I doing? And like it's a calorie, it's a, it's a workout with calorie row, like calorie rows in it. You're like, okay, I guess I'm, I'm doing, not going anywhere. Yeah, I guess <laughs> I'm, 
I guess I'm doing like, you know, sumo deadlift type holes or something like that. It's just to kind of instead, get, yeah. Get the stimulus, but get um, the same movement. Yeah. Yeah. So um as a GM, do you listen to like other like videos or any podcasts about like being a GM at a gym at all? Um, not not so much anymore. I mean, when I first started a little bit, but now I've kind of just like we just kind of do our own thing. Okay. Seems okay. to be working. So hey, whatever if it works, just keep on doing <laughs> it, right? So um so while yeah. you, while you're training, what's the type of music that you like to listen to? Um, I like like house music, techno music, um, right. anything like that. Yeah. Yeah. So who's your favorite DJ? Um, well, currently our big song is Avicii Levels. So keeping it old school. Um, I like a lot of like, I don't love some of the new stuff. Like, I'm, you know, Avicii, I like Calvin Harris, uh, Swedish House Mafia, some of like the older guys that like. That's what I kind of lean towards. Yeah. Do you like Skrillex? Am I, I don't know if I'm pronouncing yeah, it right. Skrillex. Okay. Yeah. Skrillex, yeah. A Skrillex, that's it. Yeah. My, my son likes the reptile theme song from, from Skrillex. So like, <laughs> we, we, jam, we jam it on the way to school because like I played it one time and he's like, Dad, pl play the reptile song. And I'm like, okay. And he's, he's like seven. And he gets like all amped up and like we play it like before a soccer game to get him all psyched up too. And he's like, I that's love tech. I love techno. And I was like, I know you're my son now so it's a <laughs> yeah i i used to listen to techno way back like nine ninety eight, pretty much in high school yeah so i just dated myself just, too by the way i just like the fast pace of it and like sometimes you'll find with like other so other genres of music like you get into like slower songs or like just parts of this song will be slow and i hate that like i hate like lulls like that i need it to be like you know, pumping the whole time. And I'm from Jersey. So obviously I like house music. <laughs> yeah. Um, ha, ha, so see, speaking of for Jersey, have you ever dated a guy with a blowout haircut? No, I haven't. <laughs> not quite my style. I'm not quite Jersey sure. Okay. Okay. Um, where, where about in Jersey are you from? Like, are you like Northern Jersey? Yeah. So like Northwestern Jersey, Sparta. I mean, it's like, it's pretty close to Pennsylvania, actually. Okay. All right. All right. Very cool. Yeah, I've been to Jersey a couple times. So I've been to like Atlantic City. That's one. Um, oh gosh, there's like a bunch. So we're of way ones. up north. Yeah, 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 yeah. So all right, very cool. Um, so you're going to the Granite Games this this year. So um, was that one of your first choices, or did like how did how did that go? Did they just they just say, hey, you're going here? Yeah, so they don't, they sent out a questionnaire and basically last year you were able to kind of choose. They gave you like, you got to rank where you wanted to go. But I think that was because of like all the COVID restrictions. Um, this year, the main question they asked was, uh, is there anything stopping you from going to Canada? Um, other than that, they didn't really ask anything else. So I'm pretty sure they just placed everybody. They originally, they said they were going to seed it like one, two, three, four, like goes here and then five, six, seven, eight. But um, I know they probably had to change that around again with the restrictions, but um, I was actually a backfill. Um, I was 129th in the quarterfinal. So I didn't get like a first round invite. I got a second round invite. So like two or three weeks later. Um, so I was just kind of happy to get one and be able to go yeah. to any of them. Yeah. I, I remember that Instagram post. You were just, I remember, I remember vividly of it. Like you're on, you're on the assault bike and you're just like writing that whole, like, you know, um, that post about like thinking like, okay, now I have to wait and, you know, yeah, see if I can get in. So what was, mm -hmm. what was like going through your head throughout the whole process of, you know, like waiting to, 
to you know get finally go into like a semifinal. I wish I did better in a couple workouts. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have to wait. Being in limbo sucks. Like, especially because like CrossFit changes their rules so much that like, you know, they say they're gonna do backfills, but then it's like maybe they don't, maybe they change their mind. And then it's like, so just that waiting, like what's gonna happen? Am I gonna get the invite? Am I gonna even be able to like book my travel? Because like at that point, it's like the first semifinal was only like three or three or four weeks away, not even. So it's like, well, if I go to that one, I'm gonna have to book a flight. So it was just a lot of like worrying and just being sad that I didn't do better in a couple workouts. Cause I was only out of it by like. 20 points or something it's like it's not like I was so far down the list so it was like you know going being 10 spots better in one of the workouts which is what 10 seconds depending on you know like yeah. would have put me in a regular qualifying spot so okay but, yeah I mean, out. yeah I mean it's it's a learning experience right a hundred percent yeah yeah so I got a little bit cocky so Definitely took me down a notch. <laughs> so, so how are you cocky? Th- th- like, you're like, oh, I'll just kind of like take it like, easy. Yeah, I was just like, I'm going to make a semifinal. It's not going to be an issue, like thinking way ahead of it versus like, well, not that I didn't like try my best. Like I obviously did. And I just, I, did, I just wasn't prepared for the couple of the things. So it like really set me back and it was like, okay, like, you know, you had to work like you still have to work like you're not just going to make us because I was like oh I made we made it last year and like the workouts weren't bad and I'll be fine blah 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 and yeah so it knocked me down a couple pedestals which is good sometimes you need that yes I I completely agree (laughs) agree. uh so um what are you are are you pretty happy going to the granite games because I typically don't does the granite games mostly like favor like heavy lifts and like heavy weights yes so that I I, when I went to the Granite Game of 2018, I had such an amazing experience. Um, and I also, we did Mid-Atlantic as a team and I had a great experience there as well. So I would have been happy at either one of them. Um, but I was, yes, Granite Games has generally had stronger events for uh, like bigger athletes. So um, I was excited for that. Okay. So what are your expectations? And, um, oh, and Mark Juan is going, so. Okay. No, I was thinking Mark Juan's also going, so um, we get to travel together, and it'll be good okay. having somebody else there that I'm friends with. Okay, very nice. cool, very cool. Uh, so, what are your expectations through uh, to go to Grant? We were at Granite Games. Um, I don't have like. I mean, obviously, you know, I'd like to qualify for the CrossFit Games. That would be fantastic. But um, I know I have some like really, really, really stiff competition. Um. But so I'm just, I just want to do my best, you know, give 110% effort to every workout, have some fun, um, not take it super, not that I'm not going to take it seriously, I am, but like go in there with like a positive mindset, like I said, have fun and give it my best. And then, you know, however I end up on the leaderboard, I'll be happy at the end of the weekend. Mm-hmm. All right, right, cool. Um, so how do you like, how do you handle bad situations like let's just say you didn't place like too well in one of the workouts for and you have like a whole weekend left in like in front of you so how do you handle you know not really doing great at one workout and kind of pushing that aside and worrying about the other one well the next one you just have to and that's one of the good things about seeing all the workouts ahead of time i can kind of know what ones are going to be my stronger ones and what ones are going to be my weaker ones so 
you know, if you don't do, if you know something's not going to be a strong suit, you just have to remind yourself like, okay, you know, shake it off. You did your best, but the next one has this in it that you're really good at and you're going to crush that workout. So let's, now we're going to focus on that one. Okay. Okay. So um, one of the questions I kind of really wanted to talk to you about, so there was an Instagram post that kind of went, I think pretty viral for you. So would you mm -hmm. consider, would you consider it pretty viral for you? Yeah, I would consider it pretty okay, viral okay, for all right. me at least. Yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. I, I mean, I don't have a big following, so I, I wouldn't know. I, I'm, I'm happy I at least get like 50 likes in a post sometimes. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, But um, you, you actually posted a picture of yourself, like a full body picture. And, you know, yeah. you're, you've been relatively, you've even said in, in the post that you've been relatively a stronger, you know, female compared to like, you know, like a stronger built female compared to other females and you've gotten like a lot of like, Oh, you're on steroids and all that kind of stuff. So first of all, what, what made you do that post and how do you, how do you like not think about what people say about you, especially with the steroids accusations? Um, so I've been dealing with that since I was literally, and this is the funny part, like people just don't believe it because they've never seen it before, or they never heard of it before. I literally was at a high school track meet and like my track coach caught people taking pictures of my legs. Like I was like 13 or 14 or whatever it was like 15, like a freshman in high school. So like I've been dealing and I've, I've had that done, you know, so many times I was at a bar in college standing at the bar and I go back to the table to sit with my friends and my friend pulls up Instagram and she's like, Oh my God, are these your legs? And the people at the table next to me took a picture of my legs and put it on Instagram. I was like, can you believe this girl's calves? And it's like, seriously, <laughs> but, um, so I've been dealing with this literally since I was 15 years old. Um, it sucks, but I know the truth. Everybody, around me knows the truth anybody who knows me and that's the best part like once that post was made and like all those comments were made I had so many people reach out to me that were like I hate seeing that because anybody who knows you knows that like you would never do that so it's like so it just sucks but it, I mean it is what it is people are always going to have their opinions people think they know everything of um again a lot of it is just because they've never seen it before so it can't be possible where it's like, maybe it is possible that I look like this and I don't do steroids, but you've just never seen it. Like, so, but yeah, yeah. I just wanted, I wanted to make the post because I mean, it's just, and I'm sure I'm not, I'm not the only one who gets it. I know a lot of the other female athletes get the same thing. And it's like, you know, certain pictures where like your stomach might, might uh, protrude out a little bit and it's like they're on steroids or this view or this angle or this angle. And it's like, why does your first thought have to be that? Like, yeah, if it comes out that somebody took that, okay, cool, whatever. But like, just maybe people are just like, at certain angle. It's just, I just wanted to like, I guess, I'm not like, not, it's not going to obviously, no one's ever going to put a stop to it. It's always going to be there. But, um, just kind of, again, brings more attention to it. Um, and then just remind people that like, you know, don't make assumptions. Don't think that like, try don't, don't automatically think the worst of somebody, not that taking steroids is the worst, but you know, the worst of somebody that they're doing something not right or cheating or whatever, like just kind of be happy with what they're doing. Like we think it's awesome and then kind of go from there. Yeah. And I, I'm a big proponent. Like a, a lot of people that say those kind of nasty comments, they got something going on in their life and you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's really like, it's just their way of like expressing, you know, 
how they how their shitty life is pretty much and also it yeah. also is they're they don't know like how hard like you and other people to get like mm-hmm. get to that level and you know and i you know commend you guys because like i, I i'm even jealous i'm like shit i want to look like that you know <laughs> but, it's, but it's it's like i you guys i know you guys are like super hard like super hard on yourself and dedicated and very very stringent even with your diet and everything else even sleep so i know and they're, they're all they're used to is just sitting on the couch watching netflix and chill exactly. and it's like they're not they're not used to that and they they all they see is just like overweight people and like or mm. or like dad bods and stuff like that and that's and they just think automatically like oh you're on something because you can't there's no way you can look yeah. like that natural exactly and it's like what i thought was crazy my, the crazy thing that i thought about it is so many people were so sure like their comments were there's absolutely no way it's physically impossible. Like, and there were other, there comments from other athletes that were like, you know, it's not genetically possible for her to look like that naturally. And it's like, how, how are you a specialist? Last time I checked, you're a CrossFit athlete. Yeah. So, you know, are you like a genetic specialist? No. So like, how do you make such like a firm statement? Like there's almost nothing that I'm that hundred percent positive about in life. And like, people are so, so positive that there's no way that somebody could look like me and be natural. Yeah. They must've snuck into your bedroom and actually did a 23 <laughs> test on you because that's how, that's how they have to know. Right. Yeah. Cause they saw my blood work or something like, what are, what are you talking about here, guys? Come on. <laughs> Unreal. But um, I do want, I, I do want to talk about another post you did when you actually cleaned 280. And I was yeah. like, holy shit, that is amazing. So it, <laughs> was that your PR? Have you gone, have oh, you ever run those lists? That was that the first, I, so I hit 282 in the quarterfinal for, for the total. Um, but the first time I hit 280 was there in the fall. We had an in-house competition at our gym. Um, so the lift that we had was, um, it was like one partner did a hang clean, one partner did a full clean one partner and did snatches or whatever. So mine was the full clean. And at that point, my PR was, I think like 260 or 265. Damn. And so I was just like, I just kept adding. And then all of a sudden I was at like 275 and I hit it. And then I was like 280 and I hit it. And I'm like, I have no idea where these numbers are coming from. And then I went for 290 and failed. But, um, it was just, yeah, I mean, it was also, like I said, it was our in-house competition. So, like, everybody was there. The adrenaline was going. Like, everyone's cheering for me. Like, this was, you know, our event was already over, and I just kept lifting because it was like, let's keep going. And, um, yeah, so it was pretty awesome. But, it, I mean, it was like a 20-pound PR. I have no idea where that came from. That's if so cool. If I could cool. jerk it, that would be another story. Yeah, that would be so cool. That's so cool. If you jerk that thing, I'd be yeah. like, okay, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not worthy. I'm not worthy. So. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I, I saw that I was like, and I, I love seeing people do Olympic weightlifting, especially CrossFitters and like throwing up that kind of weight and like for even for guys yeah. and girls, I'm like, damn, that's like super impressive. And, you know, and yeah, I was, I was, in, I, I'm still in awe about that lift too. It's just, it's great. It's crazy. <laughs> um, so, Thank so you. we're, so we're getting close to the end. So I have a couple of like, you know, a couple of questions that I usually like to talk, like I used to ask, um, well, I ask every, every guest of mine. So um, obviously you want to do well in the granite games, but do you have any other goals, um, you know, personal or CrossFit wise? Um, 
CrossFit wise, it's really just yeah, Granite Games qualifying for the CrossFit Games would be the biggest one. Um, personal, not really. I mean, um, we're talking about starting a family within the next year, so that would be um, the next step. That's another reason why this year is kind of important because um, I would like to take a break for a few years and start a family, and then maybe come back as like a master's athlete when I'm in, like in my mid to late thirties. So this was like kind of not my last try, but like could possibly be my last run as like an individual, not as a master's athlete. Okay. Okay. Um, what is your favorite book? My favorite book? Oh my gosh. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if I have a favorite book specifically genre of books. I like like murder mystery books and like suspense books like that. Why do women um, always like that kind of stuff? Like I never get that. Like I asked my wife that and I'm like, why do you guys like that shit? And I'm, they're like, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's just crazy. And I'm like, and I'm like, the same thing on, on Netflix. I'm all about serial killer documentaries. <laughs> yeah. So, so does your husband like look over and say like, should I be worried? Like, <laughs> yes. Like, uh, the other night actually, Actually, I finished a book and it was like, uh, he's like, he literally was like, should I, should I like sleep with one eye open? Should I be worried that you're going to murder me in my sleep? Cause I'm telling him what happened and like, no, no, I'm good. I promise. Just don't cheat on me with my best friend and you'll be fine. Yeah. I, I'm going to sleep on the couch. Thank you. Uh, just for the night. <laughs> and just say that, just say that I'm in trouble. We'll just leave it as that. So. <laughs> um, so what is in your gym bag? Uh, all of my gear that I need. So like grips, wrist straps, wristbands, sneakers, knee sleeves. And then I always have like extra, um, extra clothes, an extra outfit, um, shaker bottle. What else? I always have gum. I always chew gum actually when I work out. Okay. So I always have to have a pack of gum and chapstick. Yeah. Before every workout, I put chapstick on and I have a piece of gum in my mouth. Even okay. when I was running track, I ran with gum. So that's like the necessary. <laughs> yeah. is, is it like a stupid session kind of thing? Um, it was when I ran track, yes. And it's not as much now as it keeps my mouth moist. I mean, I hate that word, but like it keeps my mouth <laughs> moist. So that's, um, I hate when I get that kind of mouth oh, feeling. Yeah. It is Awful. like my worst fear. So like gum stops that and I... I mean, Jen, I don't even chew it most of the time. It's pretty much just like sitting in my mouth or like on the side of my mouth. But yeah, it's a little bit superstitious. I was really superstitious when I was running track. I was like, had to have the same things in my bag, same shoes. Like I had the same sp uh, spikes throughout all four years. They, by the end of it, I was like taping the uh, zipper back together, like with duct tape. <laughs> They're like, you know, we'll get you new shoes. I'm like, no, these are like, even, I mean, my lifters, I've had my lifters since I started. I have like the original Nike uh, lifters. They're like the, the um, they're all frayed, like the laces, but I'm worried. What if I switch my lifters and then I'm not strong anymore? True. True. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 I'm the same way too. I'm very superstitious when it comes to that kind of stuff too. So I, I know like, even like, I'll, I'll get a new pair of shoes and then like all of a sudden I'll have like a really shitty workout. I'm like, it's definitely yeah, it it's, the shoes. It's definitely yeah. the shoes. It's, it has nothing to do with me. It's definitely the no, shoes. It's a hundred percent the shoes fault. I know. Cause I look like, <laughs> I, cause, cause I look amazing in these shoes and now it's just like, I have a bad workout cause I'm just staring at them the whole time. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, so let's just, I think we're, so I'm going to go a little deep on this one. So, um, 
let's just say it's the last day on earth for you and you have like all your family and friends i I know deep um all your family and friends around you how do you want people to know you as oh wow uh how would i want people to know me as just that i was um a very loyal and good friend I think um that's something that's really important to me is being um you know there for my people you know my friends I'm very loyal um I'll do anything for you you know I'll give you the shirt off my back if you're like one of my people so I think that's the main thing I'd like to be remembered for I guess is just being a really good friend a really loyal friend Okay. All right. I like that. I like that. I'll take that. <laughs> um, so, um, where can, where can people reach out to you if they have any questions about like, you know, working out, do you do like online? I forgot to ask if you do online programming or stuff like that, but like, do you do like any of that kind of stuff? I don't yet. Um, I've definitely thought about getting into it. I've just been so busy. Like I got, I mean, I just got married last year. So, um, I was wedding planning and then also training and then, um, you know, getting into this season. So like, I've just been so busy that I like haven't branched out into that, but I definitely thought about it. I mean, I do the programming for my gym. So, um, you know, what would be the next step into just like programming for other people? Um, but Instagram would be the best way. Um, DM my emails on Instagram too. So either one of those, as long as they're not inappropriate requests, (laughs) you've probably gotten a couple of those. So Oh, a few. Just a few. <laughs> yeah. My, my wife my wife has a big following on Instagram and she tells me all the things that like people say to her and I'm like I just don't understand it. I'm like, you have a you guys have a, like a lot of balls even like trying to ask that. A lot of balls. Like mm-hmm. I would I would never ask that. Never. So, I don't know. I know. But know. yeah, Instagram would be the easiest way. Okay. So because last... I, I check I always check my DMs and my message requests and all that. So Okay. So last question, since you've been married for only like a little over a year, um, have, have people been already asking, like after you got married, like when are you having kids? Surprisingly, no. What? Um, I mean, I think also, but like we, we've already talked about having kids and like, so my family knows that like we're thinking about it. So maybe that's why, but I really haven't gotten, we haven't gotten that many questions about it. Oh, well, well I know. I Shocking. Yeah. yeah normally it's like instantly two yeah, days later. First, yeah, instantly. Yeah. So but like I, said, I think because like, we have talked about it with our families and they know that we are thinking about it within the next year. So. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're very lucky. It's, it's very annoying by the way. So. <laughs> I mean, we, 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 so we were together for eight years before we were engaged. Um, so we got that all the time. When are you getting married? So I, that was annoying. So I can imagine what the next one would be, but yeah, we have it so far. I mean, if we go another two or three years, I'm sure that'll be a different story. So my mom will be banging on the door. Yeah. <laughs> everyone, everyone, everyone will be like, Hey, when we have a grandkids. So, yeah. What's happening? <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I will listen. I, I want to wish you good luck in the granite games. Um, I'll, I'll be watching and I'll be rooting for you. 
And um, thank, thank, you. thank you for coming on the show and being the 100. Thanks for having me. Yeah, and you're the 100th episode, which is a milestone. Yay! So this is so That's cool. super exciting. Yeah. Congratulations um, to you. Oh, thank you. I appreciate it. But um, <laughs> but th- but thank you for because like I I wanted to have you on, and I wanted to learn about like you know your life experience, like you being a sprinter, CrossFit, and all that stuff, and you know being a GM, and you know thank you for taking the time because I know you we have to wake up early, so I'll I'll let you go. Yep. But, uh, but thank you for doing this, by the way. Thank you for having me. I had a great time. I really did. My second podcast is great. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you.